You're listening to Good Lad Unscripted with your host. <laughs> Welcome to the Good Lad Unscripted podcast. I'm Terry Goodlad. Got Anna Tigre with me again today. Anna, we're coming off. It was a crazy week last week. <laughs> yes. We kind of disappeared on the podcast. There was a lot going on. There was a lot going on. Yeah, I mean, we had Black Friday. We had production going on. You're shipping orders. You had so many orders every day. You're shipping we're orders. In and court for we a full court day. For a full know. day. Oh my goodness. Court, court, court. First of all, we're not, we're not, <laughs> no, we're not, not facing criminal charges, or <laughs> we're not getting a divorce or anything like that. Um, our our foster son uh, Jesse, um, we have to make periodic court appearances. Yeah. In his case, we actually have another one tomorrow. Yep. Is coming down to two years, so they have it more often too. Um, so the they case can is going to get resolved. Before yeah, the so they can year. resolve it one way or the other. Right, yes. right. So, so uh, we were. Um, that's tough. You know what? My, um, I admire attorneys that can spend their days in court because I, I don't think it's fun. <laughs> no, it really isn't. I remember being a cop and and being in court, and I hated court. I hated oh having goodness. to testify. I hated the whole experience. Yeah. Like it, you sit around, and then you go in there, and you do your thing. and It's just, um, you know, people's personalities. Some people, yeah, um, yeah they like it. It is an opportunity to be heard. It's an opportunity no, it's, to it's for a, justice. Right. It's a wonderful thing. Um in a needed thing i'm just saying i wouldn't enjoy that as a career <laughs> yeah. to have to go to court all the time in in any capacity <laughs> yeah yeah but um this thing is winding down it's going to come to a close at some point here in the next who uh, knows yeah it's it's, it's impossible to as, put a as time all things it's going to end at some point yeah exactly right but in the meantime you know it, it was it was cool because we were in court and uh, last week it was difficult. It was yeah. very difficult. We yeah. had to do some preparation and, you know, that's occupied our time on top of everything else. But, uh, you know, it was a difficult day in court and it felt, we left and it felt yucky, right? Felt definitely right. And, and what gave me peace was knowing Jesse's over at school, you know, having fun jumping off of something or playing. Had no, or, idea no idea what was going, going on. on. Yeah. yeah. And that is the most beautiful magical thing yeah that this whole room of people are fighting for what's best for him right you know and uh if he could know that i i just know he'd be even more confident but, right but yeah so that that that's out of the way uh, we got have court again tomorrow right shouldn't be near as long tomorrow it was all afternoon last week right uh, and then we have um inspection the next day for, oh, for to our, renew our license our to foster be, parents to license. continue to be foster parents right. yes so and then that's going to dump us into it's already thursday i know <laughs> it's like <laughs> is it already 2019 but we're doing podcasts every day we're not going to miss any more podcasts um change there's a lot of change going on we've had a lot of change we want i wanted to talk to you today about change. We have spent the last two weeks basically reviewing our business. Mm -hmm. uh, we the just, last month probably, you know. We pumped the brakes. We sat back and said, okay, everything's different now. We open up a manufacturing facility. Mm -hmm. uh, we had goals for, you know, the next 12 months. We hit those less than 12 months. And now it's like, what do we do? So, uh, and of course, evaluating all the things we can do. You're a designer, and, uh, you know, you can be designing so much more. You've got right. great ideas. You know, we just want to see those right. clothes on women's bodies, right? Yes, you got some hot. You got some hot ideas. Oh, I, it, it's just so fantastic to be able to, you know, take an idea and translate into somebody wearing it and looking beautiful and feeling amazing. And it, that's just, that's what I love about the clothing You're the, the sexy Brazilian business. girl, though, and I always wonder when you're designing because... Your uh, what's the word? Style. Less conservative with how you dress. I would I'm say. I'm gonna say that this is the most conservative conservative <laughs> I've ever dressed in my life, and I th I think a few things. I think um, um I, I and it's not the mom life. Like I wouldn't blame on that. I think um, I think it's busy life. I think busy life, I think Vegas is weird, um, and this is just me personally. How is Vegas weird? I feel like Vegas is weird in a way that if you are a attractive girl mm -hmm. and you wear non 
conservative clothes. And you have big boobs. And you have big blue boobs. <laughs> you're now yeah. you're a stripper. <clears throat> yeah, and you are treated a certain way. I get and, treated the same way. And I, <clears throat> excuse me, and um, I don't like it. Yeah. You know, and and it, I I don't judge like it's not that i don't want to be seen as a stripper i just don't like the way i'm treated even like way too much attention and you go anywhere else in the country like i lived in texas i lived in southern california and you can dress however you want and people don't automatically think you're a stripper (laughs) and nothing against strippers it's just that i'm not one right? right so I just don't. And so I noticed that over the years, I started dressing more conservative well, here, my, in t- here in Vegas. When I go to California, I go back to my norm. <laughs> when I, my point was is that when you're designing clothes, do you have to dial it down? Or do you just design what you want? Or do you want to design stuff for yourself? Well, you, I know you don't do it. Now we have our own place you can. We yeah. can make one-ofs. And you have made. <laughs> I you have, have built your own little wardrobe. But... I, uh, um, you so have to dial it down or when no? I first started designing, I really did because no one was about to wear what I was designing mm-hmm. um, over the years. And I think anybody that is a creator, a designer in any way, um, I think that you have to tailor unless, you know, unless you have to make products that are going to sell. Right. Not just Unless stuff you money wear. is not an object. Like if, if you can take the hit of designing a whole bunch of stuff that will never sell, that's <laughs> awesome. That to me is like a hobby, right? Yeah. But if you're going to create things, you have to take in consideration who your market is. And so have I tailored my designing to my clients? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the having our own production facility it actually gives me more freedom to design certain things that don't really have to be produced in mass mass produced and so um i'm starting to go that way getting a little more creative so getting a little bit more fun. it has been amazing but, and, but what it's done though yeah is it's changed everything I mean, we oh used to work goodness. from home, right? I know. And I was so just we thinking were, about our that. Schedule. We still had to put in hours, and we put in long hours. I mean, I used to work twelve, sixteen right. hours. But there days. was no tra- like th- there was no traveling. No, and you didn't because, have to be someplace at right. the time to unlock it or lock it up or deal with whatever you got to do when you got a brick and mortar place. Right? Twenty five minutes there and twenty five minutes back. So I want to talk about change <laughs> because we've we've because adjust- I hate change. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody they- does. I love routine. I think we've adjusted to it well, but uh, the, the the problems that we do have, have with it are... Have you seen that meme of the guy rolling down the mountain? <laughs> That's how your week's going? That's been my summer going into fall. I've just been bumping down that mountain. We both have. It's been a nightmare. We haven't, When's the last time we were on a date? I think we went and saw... A, we saw a movie in the middle of the afternoon because the kids ago. were in school months ago. Yes. It was still hot outside. I know it was. Yeah. August so, I mean, everything's September. been different, right? I know. And, and so, you know, there's a lot of things that we have not adapted well in our, you know, our, our relationship, you know, we don't get the time we used to. Yeah. And, and we, we can, we just don't organize it well. And there's just so many things have changed and we're still doing, you know, still old habits. Right. And, and so we started talking about habits Right. Yes. I read this book called The Power of Habit. Excellent book. By a guy by the name of Charles Duhigg wrote the book. And it gave me a great deal of insight into habits. And so when we sit and we dissect all of this stuff that we're doing right now and the things that are working and things that are not working so well and need need improvement, I look at him and the source of every one of those things is habit. It's a right. habit. Now the cool thing, what what his uh, if I could boil the book down to this, it's and it's a fascinating book. If you want to understand how your brain works and how habit works in your life and the get impact the it has, get the audio book. Yeah, I, I, I do the audible.com thing through Amazon and uh, I did listen to the audio book. <clears throat> That's my habit. But anyway, um, when, we're, when we're making decisions about things, you know, our brain is processing that up in the front, right? But once you create, once you do something over and over again, and the example, I think the best example is if you've ever driven to work the same route you take every day at the same time, you know, same thing, right? Right. And you get to work and all of a sudden you go like, man, I don't remember driving here. Right. Because you're just thinking about other things. Right. And you just don't remember driving here. Right. Or parts of it you don't remember. And, and, you know, we're still fully alert. We got here alive. Yeah. But 
there's a different part of our brain. The hippocampus is the part of our brain where that habit is stored. And so when we get in our car and we light out, these are triggers yeah. that sort of put us on autopilot and we really don't think anymore. We just go through our thing. It's not like a decision, a, a, a grand decision-making process like you would if you're in a new city going through a new part of town where you're feeling stressed and making decisions instantly and stuff like that. Right? Sure. And so there's so many things in life and that, that habit works for that, that habit mechanism works for everything mm -hmm. that we do repetitively. And, um, since opening up the facility there, we had Jesse and then all of a sudden we had Jesse and the two girls and then the girls went to their forever home and now we're back with Jesse and we've got visitors in the house and we've got, you know, stuff going on and, Things are changing and right. changing rapidly, and we're not keeping pace. Right. And, uh, and so I wanted to talk to you about that today. <laughs> and I didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anna doesn't like to reveal her uh, I I didn't struggles. want to because, um, honestly, like this year, and it, I am, I'm a person that loves my routine. I know people love routines, but I love my routine. And uh, change is difficult for me, although it, it's weird because I've made many life-changing decisions, you know, well, in my life, like coming here from Brazil, um, moving cities. I've moved so many times since I've been in the U.S. for 23 years. Um, so I... I I have the courage to make changes. It's just, it doesn't mean it's any easier. You know, and the, and the, the, the habit thing that I learned from this book, this Power of Habit book, <clears throat> was that, you know, uh, we want to get rid of bad habits. We really don't get rid of them. Uh -huh. What we do is we can overwrite them with a new habit. So those same triggers, right? getting in the car, driving Which is to something that I used to teach my personal training clients. Like right. if you have a glass of wine every night, Instead of not having, substitute with a cup of tea, you know, or something. So you continue to have a habit. You just because what happens is we have triggers. You know, it comes right. down to a certain time of day, and then we're getting close to bedtime. We have a routine. We just automatically go do those things. All right. of a sudden, we don't think about brushing our teeth all day, and then right. all of a sudden, oh, I got to brush my teeth. It's time filthy, to brush my teeth. You know? Right. Like, uh, and so it, those are triggers that um, that initiate that habitual behavior sure. right and so we look at it now and and for instance like with you and designing you haven't been designing uh that much you we needed more staff so you could do that we did that right and you're still not designing as much as i should yeah as much as you should but you got into it you absolutely love designing yeah. you knocked out some amazing stuff right but it's still not a habit. Right. And so what the, 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 the author of this book, Charles Duhigg, contends is that, you know, we have to program a new habit. This is something we have to do repetitively. Sure. The same way, using the same triggers. So the triggers now will cause us to have a different kind of behavior. Mm -hmm. You see what I mean? That For instance, sense. driving under your driveway now. Yeah. Um, you know, you now turn left and go down a different street to get to work instead of the one you used to go. Right. That that makes a lot of sense. I, I really like that book. And I think what I liked about that book is, um, in a way, I didn't feel as bad about myself. <laughs> because <laughs> well, it's just understanding how things work. And see, that's the thing. Like, like routine and habit are not necessarily the same thing. No, yeah. Or, or, no, no, pardon well. Um, change. Uh-huh. Change in habit. Of course, you're going to develop new habits if you're in a different house, for instance, or whatever. But... But our life has changed a great deal. Right. And, and we need... New to, habits. <laughs> we need to develop... It's not like we've got bad habits that don't work. We just have to develop habits for things that we're not doing. Right. But that's the thing. You can plan and program those habits into your, into your brain. Yes. Right? I think the planning part, like you said, I think, you know, I know for me, I live on... Uh, autopilot a lot where I, you know I react to things mm -hmm. um, you know I get everything done but I react to things more so than planning and um, what you just said it, it makes me think back to my days competing where you plan okay I'm going to start my prep for competition in two weeks and it's so structured 
it's so structured to the to the minute yeah, you know it's everything you eat and and it's not like every other sport for those that haven't never been involved in physique sports or competitive physique sports right you play hockey you go play hockey for a couple hours and then the rest of the day is yours now usually there's if you're a pro there you know you're sleeping and golfing right. and that's you're, a that's a hockey player jab but yeah you're golfing and you know and you have one thing you do all day right and, sure uh so there is a routine there. Everybody develops a routine. But the thing of it is, is that when you're walking around, nobody knows you're a hockey player. Right. When you're in the fitness physique sports, it's 24-7. It's everything. It's everything. Everything you put into your mouth. Walk around with that jug of uh, water right. everywhere you go. But everything you put into your mouth, everything yeah. is there. And yeah. of course... You know how you look. If you had a bad practice at the hockey because you got drunk, nobody the night before, knows. Nobody knows. But <laughs> if you ate a pizza, everybody knows. You walk right. into the gym, it's like, oh gosh, you right. fell off the wagon, right? Right. And and so there's a lot more. It's just a constant pressure. But so, what I so remember the need to be regimented yes. is extremely. I would say to the extreme. To the extreme, and but what I remember is that literally overnight you would change the habits to whatever you took to get ready. But, you know, it translates into everything else you do in life. I mean, it doesn't necessarily benefit everything, but it does make you more productive because all of a sudden, um, when you don't have that planning, you're like, ah, what do I feel like eating now? You know, stand in front of the refrigerator for two minutes or five. But and this is the thing. This is, this is a, that's the difference between a routine uh -huh. and a habit, a routine. Now, when the contest is over and there's no need for that, strict regimentation any longer the everything day after, goes downhill well it goes downhill what it is is there's no there's no routine there now if you go into an old set of habits that you had prior to the contest there'll be a routine right but we're used to the routine of that strict regimented diet and exercise routine and rest routine and you know we really protect our time yeah to there's no need to do it any longer because the contest isn't there I need a routine. Now, once you get back into an old healthy routine, those old habits, you're triggered and those old habits come into play. Sure. Provided we consciously do that. Right. Right. And, and so that's the difference between routine and, and habit. Interesting. Yeah. I, it was a fascinating book. I love the book. Really? I've read it twice now. It's, you have read it twice? Yeah, and I read he's got another one. I can't remember the name of it, but another one that he wrote after. And it started Does he slow. have one for memory? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> i can sure use that one but um but yeah so i looked at this thing and i mean to get real for a minute here there's some things that i i need to do like i have a tendency uh one thing I, i'm great at planning a great visionary i'm probably the worst guy to execute i always said before you know you can send me out with a list of 10 things to do i'll be out for an hour come back with 15 things to do those little jokes done. really make you not change, you know. They just you reinforce really that reinforce bad those bad habits. Right, but I mean, <laughs> I'm looking at it now and I'm going, okay, execution. I have to get better execution or it's, you know, adversely going to affect our business. Right? And I'm the opposite. I'm all execution and no planning. Well, you can do my to-do list. <laughs> I'll just make it up. You do it. No, planning, yes. Organizing, not so much. <laughs> I just, and uh, and I mean, that's that's what we were saying that I didn't want to talk about because I'm not good at communicating. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, So I don't want to talk I'll, about it. I'll take it. the pressure off you. When I was a kid, I was an only child. And really, uh, I was raised back in the day when your mom was a divorcee, you know, the other kids couldn't play with you. Right. You know, in the early 60s, right? And... And so I didn't, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm that guy that doesn't have childhood friends. And, you know, I've got a few guys that I knew in high school yeah. that I still talk to, but uh, I don't have childhood friends anymore. And, you know, I, I, so I really, really enjoy my time alone. Yeah. Right. And when there is a problem, yeah. I want to be alone. I want to go figure it out on my, on my own. Right. Right. And, and you can't do that when you have a little boy that's right. counting on you. And I, I, I just can't react like that to issues you can't even go to the bathroom <sighs> dude this kid has just got this thing right now where nobody in the house can go to the bathroom he's got to be in there and <laughs> witnessing the whole thing and evaluating it afterward and you you <laughs> flush it <laughs> but uh but that's the thing you can't just you can't just let your emotions rule your day and right. that's never been a problem for me right and so it's a it's a I have to develop a new habit with that 
where when I feel myself getting upset or feel like I need to want to remove myself from whatever is going on, yeah, I have to stop myself, purposely stop myself and develop a new habit, pattern a new habit. And, uh, and so I work through that. And the thing of it is, is, uh, you know, we were talking earlier about doing things the right way and the wrong way, mm-hmm. right? And this is the right way to do this. And this is the wrong way to do this. And, I, and my argument is there is no right and wrong. Anybody that says there's a right and a wrong way to do anything is somebody that my I'm parents. not going to judge anybody. My parents. <laughs> right. Usually it's somebody that's misinformed, has never been through that experience themselves and has never had the issue of trying to overwrite a habit. Right. You know, and what you do is you do better this is a more effective way of doing something or that I find this to be more effective. Like, is there a right way to put Jesse to bed? Depends on the day. Depends on the day. Right. Yeah. Because if he's tired, you can sit there. He likes watching airplanes land and take off. So we lay there for half an hour and Jesse's passed out. Right. The next day you try that and he's bouncing all over the bed and you know, so it just depends whatever's effective that day. So is there a right or wrong way to put him to bed? No. Right. There are effective ways. And, and it's kind of the same thing. It's, it's like managing my time or you communicating. Is there a right or wrong way to do it? No. You, do, you, do you communicate every thought in this running diatribe of, of conscious thought that you have throughout the day? No. Right. We have to put it into packets and use it at the right times. But I think, you know, with our conversations over the, the years, <laughs> and I've, I've improved a great deal, you know, I'm, I'm just still not where I should be, but... Um, it, it's all based on obviously your early on experiences. And, and for me, um, my habit is that, you know, I have a thought I, I, okay. I don't have the ha- the habit of communicating every thought that I have. So if I have a changing plans, well, not just every thought, no, um, yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, uh, if I have a changing plans, if, if I don't feel like that's going to affect your day in any way, it's not my first thought to communicate that first. My, my first thought is to execute it and then let you know instead of the other way around. I don't know if that makes sense, mm-hmm. but that's, that's how I live my life up till. And, but there's things in the business that are, well, even in our personal life, that, sure. it's, that is important stuff, right? That you Absolutely. don't share. You want to you want to present it when it's done, right? Not before you have to do it. That's which what is I complete, default. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not a good thing. I am definitely not, you know, protecting it. But it's funny what you said is that we were hanging out with a group of friends the other day, <laughs> and you're like, none of those people communicate in their, you know, everyday lives, and I think it's a very common thing with people and especially if you are raised around people that when you communicate your feelings they judge it right away and they are there to tell you if it's right or wrong or you shouldn't do this or you know you have a thought and instead of asking questions like why do you want to do this and how why do you feel this way right away their first reaction is to say, no, you shouldn't do that. I want to ask you a question. You deal with exclusively women yeah. uh, with blessed body wear. Um, with those women, how many women... And husbands that buy pants. Right. <laughs> Every once in a while. Right. Now, with those, with those women that you speak with, do they, does anybody ever communicate... or uh, Communicate. Does anybody ever tell you or communicate with you that they have communication issues in their marriage? Your husbands don't talk to them or no, none of them. Has that ever been anything that you've ever run across? Uh, no, I think yes. Yeah. There's definitely people, not so much with my clients, but with friends. Yes. Yeah. I'm, uh-huh. Yeah. I guess that's what I mean is yeah. you've got this vast network of people that you're, yeah. You oh, absolutely. are comfortable enough to share intimate yeah. stuff with. There's uh, communication in the marriage. I think it's probably the number one, source of problems for everybody <laughs> right and yeah. and so it's that thought process and you're talking about the thought process that you have when it comes to communicating something and and uh you know again i was an only child i didn't have to communicate with anybody but being in a marriage and in a business and raising kids yeah it's like how do we 
like imagine I've got it in my head. We're going to go to LA and we're leaving at nine o'clock and I don't tell you until I'm sitting in the car and then I'm calling you saying, are you coming or not? Right. Wouldn't that be odd? Yes. Does it put stress on the marriage? Absolutely. How hard would it be for me to the night before say, Hey, (laughs) why don't we go to LA tomorrow? Can we leave at nine o'clock? Does that work for you? Yes. Okay. Well, what needs to get done before we go? Let's work together on that. Let's, uh, you know, let's pack all the right things in the right bags. And what are we doing in L.A.? Let's plan an itinerary. So I bring my bathing suit. You know, you, know, you know what I mean? Sure. But if I just, with everything, just said, okay, I'm just honking in the driveway and you're wondering why. And then I phone you and it's like, well, hey, are you going to L.A. or not? <laughs> you know, and then I wait till L.A. and say, well, did you bring your bathing suit or not? Right. It's not an effective way of living. No, it's life. not. And that's why I didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> I <laughs> I want to be perfect. But I don't want to have this terrible <laughs> I don't problems. problems. <laughs> but the thing of it is, is it's, it's, uh, it's, it's you know, I, it's embarrassing because it's not a conscious thought. Like it's not something you, ch- I mean, it's a conscious thought to change it, but it's not a conscious thought to do it. But and you feel it's I'm so embarrassing. That's what I'm talking about with this book. That's a habit. It's just a habit. Right. And you can overwrite that habit by developing a new habit and so you're right it's not a conscious thought it's stored in your hippocampus you get a trigger you just go on and do your thing right and so you'd be the one sitting in the driveway honking the horn quite perturbed because i'm not in the van and ready to go and didn't bring my bathing suit right what was i thinking how do you go to the beach and not bring your bathing suit you know right well if you're going to a business meeting you don't bring you don't wear a bathing suit right so i do that often i'm like doesn't he know we need to leave in 15 minutes? He still hasn't changed, <laughs> but I hadn't said anything. I just feel like you should know. <laughs> we're connected, but not that deeply, right? <laughs> well, it would be much easier if we were. The truth is you've been working on it, though. You've been working on it a lot, and it's improved a great deal. Yes. And, uh, you know, is it perfect? No. But, again, there's no right and wrong, right? It's just you're, you're, it's more effective. You're getting more effective at communicating. Am I? Yeah, you really are. Oh, I think good. all things with Jesse, yeah. you're very good at communicating now. Oh, good. I think, you know, with kids, they do that. Like you lose the well, No, but I mean, you, know, you used not. to just like all of a sudden, oh, I went to the doctor today. Why did Jesse have to go to the doctor? You know, it, <laughs> it's kind of like that. And now it's, no, we talk about things ahead of time. And we plan because whenever we put our brains together, we always come up with either a better solution to the problem or validation that the, the solution we had was a really good one. Sure. So you can't lose. Right. You know, or we can't lose. I mean, I'm sure there's other people that, that, you know, you know, you talked about how you were raised. I was raised as an only child and nobody cared to have a conversation with me. So it's just, it, you know, I, I just learned to figure it out myself. Right. And that was my default for a lot of years when we first got together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never communicated much to you. Yeah. I would be the guy in the driveway honking the horn or just drive away right <laughs> you weren't there well i left you know uh but we've come a long way right yeah yeah and i think we all have our areas too you know for certain things you're very good co- at communicating i'm very good at communicating and then other areas where we're not as good right well and i think you got to forgive yourself not just you i'm everybody yeah you know i had to forgive myself because i learned that habit because it was effective at the time mm-hmm. doing what i was doing yeah. Now I got into a different situation. It was <clears throat> less effective or ineffective, completely ineffective. And I needed to change the habit. And that's the thing. Like we have a tendency to go, you're doing it right or wrong. Well, if we go down the list of everything we do, understand that there's probably everything we're doing in our life we could improve. So therefore we're doing it wrong. Yeah. And that's, and, and that's I, have a, I have a tendency to, f- <clears throat> to default to that. Why? <laughs> are you gonna be my <laughs> analyst now <laughs> yeah you got 15 minutes left on your time here um probably the way i was raised you know and having um um my parents are almost 80 so they're from a older generation and um Communication was never, if you've ever seen a movie from the 50s. Children are seen and not heard. Yeah, communication is not great. You know, it was uh, better, a, better a good, with my... A good my, man is strong and silent, never says anything. And that's, you know, that's my dad. And mm-hmm. so we never really discussed anything. Like I would have the conversations with my mom. My mom would have the conversation with my dad. And then she would come back and tell me the answer. And if you wanted to challenge that answer... 
there was, you know, there was no back and forth conversation. So you, you learn to figure things out on your own without help and uh, not really broadcast to the world only what's necessary. And because it's always easier to get forgiveness than permission, right? Exactly, <clears throat> you know, in many ways. And, you know, I, I was never a bad kid. Uh, didn't do, you know, it, it's not that what I was trying to do was terrible or you would put me at risk or whatever, but it's just those normal life things parent and stuff. yeah parent kids stuff and and so th it, it was always l like that and then my brothers are older than me they're eight and ten years older so it was kind of like having two sets of parents in a way mm -hmm. and uh two protective brothers two protective brothers and so i i learned that the more i didn't talk the less trouble you got into the less trouble <laughs> and the less you know uh, I'm one of those people that I don't I don't thrive on confrontation mm -hmm. and um, I don't like fights. I don't you know, I, I like peace and harmony. And at my house, um, any new subject you bring on, it's never peace and harmony. You mm -hmm. know, like we I didn't learn to share ideas respectfully. I I've learned that you share your ideas and then. My dad was a dictator, you mm -hmm. know, and so even if you said something that he agreed, uh, he would still say it again the way he would say it and then, you know, <laughs> do it this way, my way. Yeah. Oh, I, I think this is what I just said, but okay. And so, and, you know, I have a great relationship with my dad. It's, <laughs> but that's it, so common, though. You know, I mean, it's just common, isn't it? You know? I, I don't know if it's common or not, I but that's all I know. I think it's common with a lot of people, especially you know, your generation, definitely my generation. Yeah. I think it's very, very common. And, but it gets, and, and this is my point, it was an effective way to do things, not right or wrong, uh -huh. uh, because that's still wrong. Right. But it was very, you know, it shouldn't be that way. You, you know, obviously communication is better. Right. We, we, we believe, but it was, so forget right and wrong. It was very effective. Yeah. It got you through life and harmony in the family and everybody got along. Right. Now you're in a different situation where you've got a business partner, a husband, yeah. and we're co-parenting a child. Right. And we want to have this really, really close loving relationship where there's no boundaries or walls or anything like that. You know, we want to be really, really close. You know, we've got a spiritual relationship that we have with, with God that we share. And, and, and so that is an extremely ineffective way right. to conduct yourself you or me absolutely in this situation. And so, yeah. so this is why this book was so effective is it gave me some insight to, because uh, you know, the, the constant default you hear, well, that's the way I was raised. It's all I've ever done. You know, it's all yeah. I've ever known. Yeah. Don't know any other way. Right. You know what I mean? And so the thing of it is, is that you figure out another way. Yeah. Because, because otherwise that's it not ruins working your life. <laughs> yeah. That's not working anymore. Yeah. So either you can make a lawyer rich and, and go live at a shelter Right. Or you can figure it out and have your happy life with your wife and kids and your business, right? Right, right. So our business can be bankrupt and we can lose everything or, or we can, can be, learn how to communicate. Right. Can be you know thriving. what I mean? It's, exactly. It's, that's oversimplified, but that's kind of the point. So you yeah. just learn another way. You no. know, well, at my age, I don't, I'm not learning nothing new, you know? Yeah. Well, okay, then you just miss out. Right. You know, don't complain then if you don't have the closeness that you want and you don't, you know, you're, you know what I mean? Yeah. Your kids don't talk to you or... Yeah, you know and, and that's a lot of times what ends up happening is, you know, your kids will be with you the way you were with them, right? But it's that rhetoric, though, you know, kids should be seen and not heard, you know. Yeah. I've done this my whole life. I'm not going to change it now, you know, that kind of thing. It's just like, dude, you're just missing out. Like, right. things can be so much better. Why would you not want them better? You want the mountain to come to you instead of you go to the mountain. Yeah. It doesn't work. So I've seen you do a lot of work. I've seen you work on your communication and especially with Jesse, it's like, you know, you're, you're such a good communicator. You know, it's the things I think in business, but then again, in business, it's such a dynamic environment. I'm not always in the shop. No. And I think sometimes, you know, when I'm creating, mm -hmm. I just kind of just go with whatever my creativity takes me. And sometimes it, and uh, I'll give them an example, you know, 
we were we had discussed me going and designing one piece and then i show up and show terry <laughs> i'm like look what i made yeah. and he's like what <laughs> this he doesn't a- say hey well, and, and see where that becomes a problem is I'm expecting because, you know, we make business plans, right? So right. we buy a certain amount of material and we set aside production time and we right. do all these things and we make, we, we think we're making a, a sugar flum bumpkin and we're making a flingit. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> like, okay, well now everything's got to change, right? Exactly. So, but look at my nice flingit. Do you like it? And it's going, yeah, but. <laughs> this is not what we talked I about. I want to be a good supportive husband, but what the hell were you thinking? Right. <laughs> you know, it, yeah. it gets like that. So, um, because it's a, there's a lot of moving parts, uh-huh. you know, and we need, no, I, we need I, to have some organization in the business. Right. So it's just better. But, but in, in, in your defense, in my defense, you know, stuff comes at us really fast. Right. And we do a lot of things in our business. We did everything up until we opened up the shop. Yep. Uh, we did virtually everything, every job you and I did. And so things are coming at you so fast and furious. There's just not a lot of time to to sit down. But what we've done, though, is we've put mechanisms. We, we actually have meetings. We're yeah. husband and wife, but we book meetings yes. to discuss business stuff. Yes. And then that way there's no business that seeps into our... That we've done great with that. Yeah, but we struggled with it at first. It took us a while to it get there. It took us a while. To, to imprint that new habit takes time. you got to be patient. Long time. Yeah. 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 And so you can't be like, okay, you know, you were going to change and here we're back doing the same. You can't do that. You know, you got to realize that, no, I'm going to stumble a few times and then, you know, we'll get better at this. And eventually that becomes a new habit, don't you think? Yeah, I I do think, and it's actually a good point because uh, I always feel, like I said, I'm always like, when I want something, I want it done. And when I fail, I feel bad. You're way too hard on yourself. I am. Way, way, way too hard on yourself. I am with everything, but it's it's not a good thing. And so actually remembering um, the changes I have been able to make makes me more like, okay, you know, I'm not. I'm not. And that's another thing I think we have to share is that, you know, when I use the analogy, when you're climbing a mountain, if you're always just staring at the peak all the time, you're going to get tired and discouraged. But every now and again, you got to look and see how far you've come. Sure. Upside. And that gives you the motivation to. To keep pushing. Yeah. You get inspired. You inspire yourself. Yeah. And that's the thing. If you, you know, we, we learn this as Christians, you know, that we're supposed to thank God for our many blessings. Yeah. But when we're trashing ourselves because we don't communicate well well do you communicate better than you did a month ago right do you clean the house better than you did a month or five years ago you know do you you know what i mean and it's like no you got to thank god for that thing and then that encourages you to do more if you're beating yourself up because you're not perfect Mm -hmm. you know yes i was supposed to communicate Then you're wasting all of your time thinking about Well, you are it's discouraging and you just never move forward from that point and you say, oh, I'm never going to be a good communicator because I was raised this way. And I, you know, you go back to the whole rhetoric again, you know, and, uh, and so I think you really have to look at your wins and then motivate yourself and set some goals. Like, okay, like me, I'm trying to stop cussing (laughs) because Jesse's, we don't want him to start. He's repeating everything right now. Everything. So we do not want him repeating me cussing, right? Yeah. So when do I cuss most of the time? Well, it used to be all the time. That's all I did. Every yeah. third word was the F word, right? Yeah. And now, you know, it's like less frequent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it depends what's going on at work, how stressful things sure. are, stuff like that. Yeah. And then also who I'm hanging around with. Right. But <clears throat> for a while there, I wasn't cussing at all. Yeah. And then I kind of regressed here. You right. Know, went effing backwards. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I felt bad. It's hard when you like when you are in the you know, in the habit of cussing and then you have to well, stop. Well it's the habit of anything though, isn't right. it? Like it's just but when life starts coming at you at hyperspeed or it you feels go like back to your habit. You have a tendency to go back to an old habit. Right. So, you know, but you 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 know, you can you know, nighttime still comes, the day still comes to an end, everything eventually slows down. And you sit there and you can evaluate the day. If you'll take the time, evaluate the day and say, okay, why did the, why did the train fall off the track? Right. What do I got to do to get it back on the track tomorrow? Because I don't want to be cussing my head off and I don't want my two-year-old painting the room blue every time he walks into school or something or church. Yeah. Right. Or, or at home. I don't, I, I don't want him cussing. Right. You know? And so I need to stop. Right. 
So it, this is important. I need to do it. So every day at the end of the day, I sit and I spend a few minutes, not in the bathroom because he'd be in there, but I sit, <laughs> you know, somewhere. After and, he goes to bed. Yeah, maybe. and just reevaluate evaluate the day and how I did give myself a report card and just, okay, you're what like, do I need to do like better You're like reading tomorrow? the news in the bathroom and it, it just doesn't work anymore. You can't sit anywhere else in this house and have two seconds peace to yourself. <laughs> so I locked the bedroom door, then locked the bathroom door. And oh, somehow he was so heartbroken because yesterday you locked the bedroom door, but you let him in all the time. No, I'm just saying he was you heartbroken. You do nothing. Anna Pinay Tigre. Anna Maria Pinay Tigre. You do not discourage that boy from crashing the bathroom when I'm in it. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> You're a bad person. It is so funny. Anna. <laughs> He's like, where's daddy? I said, daddy's in the bathroom. Daddy. And then you see his putting his fingers under yeah, the door. Yeah, so I'm sitting there trying to, you know, read. read. <laughs> and, and there is these little fingers under there. And now he's knocking on the door. Yeah, right? he's knocking And out. this kid is so persistent, he will not. He's worse than you. <laughs> he will not quit, right? And then you open and he's all like. He's the happiest, like Christmas morning. Yeah, it's all up in your business and it's just so funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> How about we just video it once? You can just go watch the video when you need your fix, and we'll just leave the darn doors locked. How about that? But you know, yesterday you closed, um, you locked the bedroom door before you went in. And yeah, because really, I'm trying to outsmart you. It really broke his heart. You can't do that. You can't dump a guilt trip on me. Why don't you distract him until I'm done? I was trying, but then he wanted you to face trying you. anything. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sitting in the bathroom. You start and then FaceTiming he sat, me. He sat by the bedroom door and he wanted me to sit there with him. I'm going to have to go next door to Rob's place and ask <laughs> to use his bathroom from now on. <laughs> we have three bathrooms in this house and I'm not safe in any of them. You should go to the guest room, probably. <laughs> no, no. Because nope. he doesn't, he he doesn't come, go he there. He came and found me in here. He did? Mm hmm. Oh, he's sniffing you out yeah. now. <laughs> I know. I mean, anyway. So, what are your goals for your. What, what are the things that you want to change the most about yourself? Um, the habits that The one I, that you're working on right now. The number one that I'm working on right now is communication. And what are the things that you're doing when you mess up? The things that I'm doing is, I'm, you know, instead of like internalizing feelings, when I start feeling something, um, I'm trying to articulate what I'm feeling instead of trying to figure out what I'm feeling first because mm -hmm. that's what I do like if I start feeling something I then I get quiet and I, I'm trying to figure out what is it that I'm feeling why am I feeling this way you know things like that and and then tell you this is what I'm feeling and how I'm feeling and instead I'm tr when I feel something I'm trying to say Terry I don't know why, but I have some anxiety right now or I feel sad right now or whatever it is. But I'm trying to figure out what it is. And when I figure out what it is, I'll let you know. And so that's that's what I'm working on. Baby steps, you know. Um, and then also um, with any even like smaller decisions, you know, I don't know, like what kind of oatmeal to buy or whatever i'm trying to make it more hey this is i'm i decided i'm gonna get this new oatmeal you know before i go get it because <laughs> that's and you know in in that sense um i remember one time when we were only dating for a few months and i changed my hair like i went and got, i got highlights or something like that and i came home and you were like how come you didn't tell me you were going to go do no, that? No, you changed your hair color. Hair color. Remember? Yeah, because yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. darker, it's black. Yeah. And so when I shoot you, when I photograph you, yeah. it's this black hair, right? Now, you got it You got it to a lighter, more of a brown. So with, it was the, an with backlighting, it yeah. looks red. It was reddish, and yeah. And so you went from black hair to red hair. And so it just changed everything. And I remember that time because I had a shoot planned. Right. And we needed black hair. And right. it's like, ah. 
I can't do the black hair. Right. Why didn't you tell me you're going to do that? It, no, and there was a couple other things, like little, you know, not little things like that, but I come from a culture, and I'm not saying the entire Brazil is this way. I'm just saying my family, where men don't really even hardly notice. That's the biggest, like, comment is, like, I I changed my hair and my husband didn't even notice, you know, um, because they're not interested in things like that. Those mm -hmm. are like girl things. Do whatever you want with your hair. Mm -hmm. You know, usually it's like, I just don't like it short or I just don't like it, you know, but whatever. And so it didn't even occur to me to, to say, hey, I'm thinking about, and I don't even think I planned it. I think I was at the hairdresser and she's no, like. No, but you're in a situation where I want to know everything and I notice everything. Right, and so absolutely. That's just it. So you could, yes, that's what we learn and it was effective there. It's not effective here. And, and that's what I'm saying yeah. is like, uh, there are things like, you know, food and the home and things like that, that I had to relearn a new way because it doesn't like, Right now, you know, we, we need to finish decorating Jesse's room. And I just want to go and get whatever I want, but you want to be a part of it, you know, and, and that's amazing. And I like, I love that about you, but sometimes it's cumbersome. It's one more step. It's one more step. And it's, I just don't think of it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like I want to go and I did good. I went to the store and I saw something I wanted. And instead of buying, I took a picture of it and I sent to you. And then you're like, no, but I was thinking about something different. And right away I got annoyed, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, okay, so I can't get it. I'll go but home looks, and have this looks, conversation. It looks artful as a decoration for the home, but I don't think it's something he's going to identify with. Yeah. No, all I'm saying is that's. Right. That's what I felt, right. you but know. But that's being married. <laughs> like, you, you know, you're not going to agree on everything. You're going to have to compromise. you got to discuss it. And, and so that's just, we want to be married. You know, oh, I want the flowers, you know, and, and like this. And you want, you know, you know, you want all these, the benefits of marriage, but we don't want to, oh, I don't want to communicate. I just want to pretend I'm a single girl now, you know, and, and you just want to go ahead and just do what you want to do. And I just... Oh. Nothing bad, you know. Right. So you go decorate Jesse's like room, and then Jesse and I'll go decorate a room the way we wanted it, right? <laughs> we won't tell you. We'll just you'll come home one day, and our bedroom will be all done in airplanes. And, right. Oh, I had an idea. Oh, didn't I tell you? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's well, that's the work of being married, though, is communication, right? You don't need it sometimes. I mean, what you did before was effective, but it, you, you got to do different things. Yeah. Well, and like with me, for, for years, I was always the boss. I always had people working for me until I became a photographer. Yeah. But, you know, in all the businesses that I was involved in and the ones that I owned, I was the boss. And so I was a great visionary, great planner. Now we're in a situation where I have to execute and I'm the worst at executing anything. Right. Because it's just not my habit. Right. Now, I can. When I was a cop, I was great. When I was a photographer, I was great at executing. But now I'm here, and I'm, I'm, I'm planning all day long. Right. And then it comes to actually doing it, and it's like, ugh, you know, the wind isn't right. You know, it needs to be two miles an hour out of the east, and, you know, you know like that. It's just too many things to yeah. make it. And the thing that is, is I watch you, and I watch others, and they just go ahead, and they grab that camera and just go shoot a vlog. Right. You know what I mean? And so and so this is one of the things that I have to catch myself. And so what I do is I I take the time to point out that that is a flaw in my character because it does not work in the situation I'm in right now. Right. If I was a boss and and I'm doing all the work, like if I'm scrubbing the toilets and washing the floors and doing all that kind of stuff, then I'm not doing my job as a boss. Right. But I'm a boss, but also I'm these other things. Right. So I also have to execute. So this is the new, this is the new landscape and I have to adapt. And so what I have to do is I have to look at that thing now and look at it as a bad thing. Mm -hmm. This is detrimental to my family. This is detriment. This hurts Absolutely. my son. It hurts my husband. It hurts my wife. It hurts my, mm -hmm. I don't have a husband. I'm just being <laughs> you for a second, but you know what I mean? Uh -huh. So I have to view that, that habit that, was effective and got me through things because the situation's changed. I have to look at it now every day. This is what I talk to is my, what I, what I say to myself is that this is a bad thing for my business. It's a bad thing for my family and I have to stop doing it. Mm -hmm. 
and then it's easier to identify when I do it. And there, you know, it's not like, oh, I didn't think of it. Right. Because the minute I do it, I recognize the behavior because it's a, it's a negative behavior that hurts my family. Uh-huh. And then it helps me to, to execute. Sure. And so now it's a very, very hard thing because it's not something I want to do to it. stop and do Well, know. the day before I want to do it. When I'm planning it, yeah. I want to do it. Yeah. It comes to that day and it's just like, yeah, but there's these other 50 things. Sure. <clears throat> to prioritize new habit i have to prioritize that thing and do that thing as well right, right. so if jesse wants to doesn't want me to go right. I, I gotta go it's work it's what we do it's part of our business yeah. right i gotta go shoot a video or do a photo shoot or you know i've got to do those things that's mm-hmm. part of my work of course he never wants me to go anywhere no. right but uh, i just have to do that so we have to plan that I can't just leave him crying. We've got to plan that and have an activity for him so I can go do my work. Sounds good. I think we could talk about this all day. Well, I guess my point is, if I could summarize it all, it's just that whatever worked for you when you, 50 years ago, when you were raised out in the woods, you know, that's what worked for you then. If you're still living in the woods, then it probably would still be effective. (laughs) But if your situation has changed you know, you may have to develop a new habit. And it is possible, if you read this book, this, this, uh, The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg, if you read the book, you'll get some insight into how your brain works and how easy it is to reprogram a new habit and, and the richness that comes in your life. Like when you're communicating, when we're communicating and, and doing things together, we'll get so Jesse's room easier. figured out. And do you realize how much fun that's going to be? Right. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And it's going to be something that you and I will be proud of forever and something that strengthens our marriage. It's, it's going to be a, a better job than just one person doing it. Yeah. Our business will will flourish. You know, everything's better. So why would we not want to make those changes? Absolutely. And so the thing of it is just do it. It's just just do it. It's well worth it. It's, it, it's the return on the investment in your time and effort is significant. So yeah. it's well worth it. And you're missing out if you don't. Right. So if you just cling to, well, that's the way I was raised, or we did this back in Bug Tussle, you know, yeah. uh, you know, if that's if that's your argument, it's just yeah, but you're not in Bug Tussle, and yeah, you're not 14 years old anymore. Sure. And uh, you know, you need to adapt. I wonder if anybody listening has to change. I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> you're so silly. Thanks everyone for listening. I'm Terry Goodlad. This was Anna Tigre, my co-host. We'll be back again tomorrow with another episode of Good Lad Unscripted, the podcast. Thanks for listening. God bless.